gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Nanette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? But do you yeah, know what much. this fucking 10.54pm time calls for? What? Tell me. The Nectar of the Gods. Vitamin D. Because I only had half Andy drink today. It makes it fine, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. Whatever points you <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not that I went, oh, I only have half, so... <laughs> Come tonight, I can have a full one. No, it's like I have full intention of drinking that energy drink, and I'm slightly annoyed I didn't finish it. But it's like, no, nah, I can, I can, I can have another one. Why not? So now this is me. This is my life. Now if you're... Corona don't kill me, I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Is that the oh. right you're taking, Kenny? Corona can't kill you if you kill yourself. Oh no no! Corona can't kill me if I'm dead. But if correct. I kill myself, I don't. I'm not aiming to kill myself. But I'm if it happens, to go down, I'm aiming to go down the blaze of glory. And that blaze of glory is like a heart attack again, because <laughs> that'll happen. Anywho, welcome to everyone to SV Cheats One. We are a podcast about gaming and gaming related symptoms. I am still your host and uninfected, Chris. And with me, I have. Me, the uninfected Alex. And with us, we have... Jaden, I'm here too. But are you infected? But I'm yeah. here too. Does the COVID have you? Nah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Or do you have the COVID? COVID? Yes, like, I have I've a kidnapped friend. him. Oh, you've kidnapped COVID? Yes. But like, um... What was it? I had a friend at work today. That was a mistake. Uh... I know, right? But uh, she's like, man, like every now and then she's like, I'm feeling a little bit sick. I'm sitting there going, fuck off. Like, <laughs> get the fuck away from me. I'm mean, like, yeah, sure, you can uh, do whatever, lovey dub, like fucking, you know, finish your whatevers and do whatever you want. But, you know, don't get me sick. Like, that's all I ask for. And now uh, she's been like, I, she's like, oh no, I'm not. I'm not like COVID sick. I'm a uh, fucking uh, just you know a little bit upsetty in the tummy. Sick. And I'm like, ah, uh, okay. And you know you're not fucking convincing me. But oh well. That's that's my work. My work is full of people who are like, hey, look, do you want a tire? This is the best place for it. Plus we got a new <laughs> chick at work. She gets she gets all the fucking interesting things because for some reason she works like twenty jobs and one of them happens to be at my work. I'm like, why the fuck do you? Why the fuck are you? You know, you work in twenty jobs and then you're working here. And she's just like, well, give it a month or two. I don't think I'll have a job anywhere else. I went, oh, okay, that makes sense. Everyone's losing work. Yep. So. Um, Alex, I forgot your name for a second. It's been one of those days. <laughs> How's your week been? Uh, pretty boring, actually. I haven't been doing much out of the ordinary. Just you know, Monster Hunter, Doom Eternal, and a little bit of Halo. That's so that's we'll it. get. We'll, you're most likely we'll get into the uh, Doom Eternal talk when we jump to my week, so we could both talk about it. 
Uh, but yes, Doom Eternal did come out and that was definitely, that's definitely experience. I do have a fair amount of things to say about that. But before then, Jaden, how was your week? My week was not having money, so didn't buy Doom Eternal and have been trying to avoid most things on it. Is um, that just... I feel like it's weird because for once we have to worry about Doom spoilers. Yeah, yeah it, it is a bit weird just saying that, isn't it? Yeah, because it's like the way that I put it is like it Doom, you just run and gun and like I felt like Doom 2016 uh, had to go out of its way well it didn't really go out of its way but it's like hey look nah fuck the story you know i'm here because i want to kill demons and shit and and ultimately that is it you are here to kill demons Mm. Mm -hmm. but but even like they had they did have story elements and but the story elements were in the background for people who obviously want to have a look at it like with the codex entries and shit like that so i am a big fan of story in games uh, a good story will always get me that's that's why i play a lot of surprisingly like most decent stories i find come from jrpgs like rarely ever do i get a good story from a first person shooter or from a third person shooter or from an action game it's always JRPGs that have good stories. It's in the name. Role-playing game. Yeah, but no. they got a world what, build. What? Yeah, but like, even like action games and adventure games world build. Yeah. But Some better I, than others. I just, yeah, I know, but like, I tend to find that JRPGs have great world building. Like, not all JRPGs have good world building. Some have great concepts which are like oh this is interesting and then just fucking just yeah oh this is a great concept it would be shame if you completely didn't use any of it (laughs) yeah well like that's how i felt about final fantasy 13 it's like this is like the reason why i really stuck throughout that game is because i like the concept of like its story but it just I, w- I was expecting something more and I feel like that's on me mm. because with the story it's like the whole um, two planets Pulse being essentially Australia <laughs> Cocoon being Elysium <laughs> so, uh, so there's Australia in heaven the two there's dichotomies Australia, <laughs> there's Australia which is called Pulse and then there's Cocoon which is technically like elysium and both pulse and cocoon have things called falsies which are essentially gods but they're they're not how do i put it they're not like mystical beings they are more they're just super ro- powerful people super not even people they're more super of like robotic they're more of like machinas oh like, yeah machines and shit like that for example carbuncle is a false sea on cocoon which provides food to the people by giving them plentiful crops and shit like that there's also a foul sea on cocoon which is like literally the sun and it's like 
the the idea of these and then you got like um falsies on pulse as well and pulse and cocoon falsies have been fighting uh for a while now and which started like the war transgression and with like there were but they can't fight like their entire system is meant to stop them from doing the very thing they're doing so they basically brand people make them what people call the seas to do the work for them and like this is a good concept like this is like how the story goes about is great and the start of the game's story is very slow it's all about like the characters good portion i could not fucking care less about (laughs) Hmm. and then it really because the characters to start off with are the most like by the numbers characters and i'm sitting there going oh wow like oh snow he's the guy he's like i'm gonna be the hero and look at all this but but then during the middle of the game the characters personalities are sort of flipped on their heads except for snow snow's still the fucking i'm gonna be the hero and oh man and oh uh it's fucking uh, i just, just don't like snow's character even though he's voiced by like troy baker he it's like troy baker's i would say worst role not for his performance just but, he was cast incorrectly the script yeah. the script was just bad the script for snow is just literally like hey i'm gonna be the hero don't you worry i'm gonna save cocoon yeah like that kind of shit i'm going oh my god just fucking kill me but and then halfway during the game, it gets interesting. I'm like, ooh, ooh, this is nice. And then it just falls <laughs> off a fucking cliff of just like, wait, what? Like a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of moments where I'm sitting there just going like, uh, oh, so it's, you wait. got halfway through and it's like, oh, this is interesting and you've ruined it. Well, it's not so much ruined it. It's just like didn't do anything with it. It's like, hey, we've set up these cool ideas and nothing oh but, but why why not why not do something like nah okay not deal with this uh, but there's one part of the game which i did fucking like but not for the reason the game wanted me to like it mm-hmm. like this was obviously meant to be like a big ooh ah uh, fancy spectacle of uh heroes and heroines fighting you know the bad guys quote unquote but in the eyes of of a spectator they just committed mass murder and <laughs> kind of convinced everyone around them that they are the bad guys because they are the fucking ragtag team of fucking mercenaries. What can I call them? No, oh, no, they are. What is, is when you call someone where they? How do I put it? The, um, the, the fucking term is slipping my mind but like you know how characters like hey look I'm the good guy and I'm gonna be the hero and it's just that plain boring cookie cutter hero yeah, thing yeah the default protagonist yeah it's kind of like that so like they it's kind of like hey look we're meant to be the protagonist we're meant to you know save Cocoon and all its people and then they fucking come in in the middle of a race like a fucking sports race on cocoon just crash all the races 
and kill like police soldiers in plain view <laughs> just straight up murk all these people and they're like yeah we're the good guys <laughs> we're the good guys you're committing mass murder the good guys we are the good guys did you not see us you know try to liberate you from your your fucking oppressive overbearing overbearing oppressive overlords uh but and everyone's like the fuck we are living it quite happy up here <laughs> now mind you like the false are like yeah we want to kill everyone on cocoon because we think that might bring back the maker which is their entire plan but the rules they've set in place make sure that they can't the falsey who want to kill cocoon can't kill cocoon <laughs> and it gets really weird and then there's this part that's like oh look you need to become ragnarok to kill cocoon ragnarok is this big like demon sort of weird thing and it's like okay you need to do you need to become this to fulfill the prophecy and there is quite literally a almost throwaway line like oh look uh so that this person turned into ragnarok killed the false sea and then he his power was restricted by another false sea so he couldn't destroy cocoon <laughs> it's like man if only we could do that maybe we could kill the false sea and then you know not hurt anybody else we just have to believe <laughs> and do you know what happens exactly that no none of that happens <laughs> it's worse it is actually worse mm -hmm. so the characters turn into ragnarok and they just choose not to kill the people oh okay they just choose to save cocoon and it's like, well, that's not what Ragnarok is. Ragnarok is like a, it's like a towering beast. It's kind of it's supposed to be uh, the like kind of uncontrollable power. That kind of he's a bit, yeah. Like in in this throwaway line, it's like, oh, Ragnarok didn't kill Cocoon because he was drained of his power before he could, because that's just what Ragnarok is for. Ragnar that is Ragnarok's goal. He is a he's a beast and a powerhouse, and it's essentially a, a prophecy that he will destroy Cocoon. And then in this, none of that happens. The the people who turn into Ragnarok decide not to destroy Cocoon and instead decide to save it. And I don't know why. I've seen this plot. Wait, what happened? Who yeah, but like even the plot is like, I don't know. It was someone's fucking idea. It was like, yeah, this is how it happened. I'm like, wait, wait, what? But, hey, wait, didn't you guys... Didn't everyone... Didn't everyone say that this is, like, the prophecy of Ragnarok just to destroy Cocoon? And then <sighs> you guys decide to just, like... Oh, no, we don't have to destroy Cocoon. And it's like, well, then what's the big... Why, did, why does everyone make it such a big deal of, like, becoming Ragnarok? Uh, it's like, oh, no, we can't do this because Cocoon will be dead or some shit well, like that. Well, and then everyone's see, just like, uh. Final Fantasy Thirteen has a deep, in-depth meaning where it is all about defying prophecy. Yes and no. It's, it's, about, <laughs> it's about choosing your own fate. Well, there you go. Ragnarok chose its own fate. Yeah, but I... I swear... Like, 
at least three other Final Fantasy games have used that we choose our fate thing. Fucking everything has used the fucking we choose our own fate thing whenever they need to do an ass pull. Yeah, but if you have a whole like game based around fate, then it's just like it's not really an ass pull. You mean Fire Emblem Awakening? It's it's not an ass pull if you've set up if you've set that up beforehand hmm. like if you set up the fact that fate and destiny are going to play an actual point in it then that's fine but yeah if there's no lead up and then bam prophecy you're fine or bam it was your fate and they just put that's that just feels bullshit because yeah like ever since like the very beginning of the game they get the their focus which is a very vague a glimpse of what they need to do otherwise they become monsters if they don't do it but if they do do it they turn to crystal and this is where it gets really fucking confusing yeah i remember what you were saying about that one it gets really confusing because then like everyone turns into a thief which is what you turn to if you don't complete your focus but then everyone turns back to normal but then everyone disappears and then they come back all within the same cutscene, and then ragnarok happens i was like and, and and every even like i swear there's a there's a moment like where a character just looks at the camera and goes i guess it's fate <laughs> what do you I, mean I you sw- guess it's fate I, no one has any idea what the fuck is going on yeah and then like and then the whole ragnarok thing happens it's like okay they they kill the bad guy and then a character turns into Ragnarok and then Ragnarok's just like yeah I'll save Cocoon <laughs> and it's like wait wait what yeah I'll just save it and in doing so completes their focus which then turns to they turn to crystal but I will give it this uh, they set up a method or like a how could I put it how they save Cocoon is uh, it it's hinted at at the very beginning of the game because at the very beginning of the game you get to see the foul sea this god thing on uh, this I can't remember what it is it's basically like a prison complex and when the Fauci hits the ground, a like everything around it turns to crystal, like like as if uh, the sea floor, like it landed in water, and the water it touched turned to crystal. Uh, okay. And as and and the entire level becomes okay, walking around on this crystal, uh, in this crystal area, and at the end of the game. Uh, how they do that is they use the foul sea that they just killed to create a crystal pillar to stop Cocoon from smashing into Pulse. So they use that same thing with the foul sea at the beginning of the game, creating that crystal area to create a crystal pillar to stop Cocoon from smashing into another planet. And like, that's pretty cool. But the game was such a bummer that like i i have to put final fantasy on hold for a bit (laughs) like i did like parts of the game but overall it's just like 
Man. This ain't bad. But it's not good in comparison to what else is there. So right now I've put Final Fantasy on hold because I've got a lot of other stuff I need to get around to. Weren't we talking about your week, Jaden? Yeah. Yeah, we were. So far, so what I've ahead. said is I didn't play Doom. And when I was like, hey, look, And then once Doom again, you went on to a three-mile tangent about Final Fantasy. I don't even know how I got there. It's you always get there. You always yeah, get there. onto a tangent about Final Fantasy. Specifically yeah. Final Fantasy thirteen of late. Yeah. Yes. But yes, so uh your week. Um You didn't play Doom or Animal Crossing. I didn't play. I didn't I didn't. I I've just basically been doing the usual running through Dragon Ball Fighters, Monster Hunter World. Started playing a bit of the first Assassin's Creed, but uh, not much. That's like... I know. It's. Is there a reason why you're doing the first Assassin's Creed? Um, well, kind Out of... Out of, like, all of them? Well, the it's first the few worst. are somewhat linked. It is the worst. It is not. It, what's worse than Assassin's Creed 1? Assassin's Creed 3. What?! No, Assassin's Assassin's Creed One is noticeably dated, but I want to play the first yeah, one before I play the Ezio trilogy. Um, and I even if it's not actually required, I'm just stubborn like that, so I'll do it anyway. Hmm. That's the worst part. See, like, there's a lot of stuff that I play that is quite dated, but I still find enjoyment in it. But when I find a game that's dated and it's not enjoyable, but I once enjoyed it, that's just like, it's like a kick in the dick. Because <laughs> it's like, man, I did like this, but now I can't enjoy it anymore. And it's like, oh, well, you can enjoy the memories, but fuck, man, I don't want memories. I want, I want, and I want live, unadulterated entertainment coming at my eyeballs. And unfortunately, the stuff that I'm looking at... It's like uh, when I became more critical of uh, movies. You can't like movies anymore. Anything yeah, you, you used to, to like, it's not, not... Don't. Don't. You want to be a movie critic? You might as well just hate hate what hate yourself. Yeah. I have- because uh, even, even on that, I'm like, oh, man... Like, even some movies that I, that I used to like, but, oh, man, this fucking blows from a, like, like this movie blows from a critical standpoint. <laughs> but then there are some movies that I'm like, this movie is not fantastic, but it is my favorite. Yeah. Like, Dog Soldiers. But that's one thing that you need to kind of see and go, yeah, I'm cool with this, even though I recognize its flaws. Hmm. So, yeah, you're just stubborn with Assassin's Creed 1 and just... Yeah, but that's why I've played very little of it. Again, Mm. mostly just been playing Monster Hunter World, doing their new stuff, because they keep releasing new stuff every month or so. And, Mm. meh, more Uh. Dragon Ball Fighters. That's about it. That's about it. You know? All right. Oh, no, and Call of Duty Warzone. I've been playing a fair amount of that. I'm actually enjoying it. It's it's a first-person shooter that I'm actually having fun with, which it's been kind of a while. 
Are you a supporter of Bobby Kotick? Who? Bobby <laughs> Kotick. You know Bobby Kotick? Come on, you've heard me like, fucking complain he's, about Bobby he, Kotick. Is he the podcast. head of Activision? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Look, I don't... Oh, di- oh! But by yes, and, by yes and no, what I mean by that is I don't dislike him enough to ostracize all the games they publish... It's the same as the Epic Store. I'm not going to completely avoid the Epic Store. But it's more on... I don't support their business because I don't believe... Basically, I don't agree with their practices. Yeah. Um. But if they're that offering sure free games sense. on there, I'm going to grab free games off there. Like, I'm not just going to avoid it for the Think sake of, of avoiding because I dislike the guys. It's no, like, no, yeah, I might dislike how they run things, but they're still giving away free shit. I'm not supporting no, them like, if I'm just taking said, free shit. Think of it this way. If you download their free games, they have to pay the developers money. Exactly. I'm supporting the developers. And making Epic pay for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, when you put it like that. Yeah, I know. It's just like... Hey, I I fucking dislike EA. So guess who bought the entire like Command and Conquer series off of G two A? You did <laughs> exactly <laughs> because I hate I hate G two A. What they do as a business to legit companies, but companies like EA, no, nah, go they can go fuck themselves. Yep, I see the logic. Because then if there are stolen credit cards, then guess who has to pay for it? EA does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, any free, decent free games on the Epic Store as of late? Um, well, the only one noticeable is the World War Z, which Brian was talking about, which I only really picked up because I'm like, eh. It's, and it's not a free weekend. It's if you pick it up now, you just keep it. Oh, as far I as I could tell, it, it's not a free weekend because it, it went through the purchasing thing and was on sale for zero. For zero dollars. And I like have a, a receipt for it? it. Like a hard like a hard limit for it? For how long I can use it. Yeah. No. Well, for how long until it becomes oh, no yeah, longer free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's only for a week. I don't know when that week started, so... Could be a couple of days, could be a few days, could be one day. I don't know. Uh, as I said, like, for me, I've played too much uh, Left 4 Dead for me to get my... Or for me and getting my feel on that kind of thing. It's not so much... I went and checked out some gameplay on it. It looks more like The Division, but with zombies. It looks interesting enough. Like I said, it's free, so we'll give it a shot. It's that simple. Yeah, well, that's fair yeah. enough. But, like, if you're downloading it to give it a shot, you have to give it a shot solo. You can't go, oh, I'm going to play it with everyone in the Discord because everyone in the Discord is about as reliable as a screen door and a submarine. Yeah, but on the same token, I'm picking it up for multiplayer. Yeah. Like, if I just... You can't just go, like, nah, nah, there's, nah. There's a difference between, like, our Divinity Original Sin run, that kind of crashed and burned, same as the Borderlands run that you weren't involved in, because it was trying to get a reliable time for multiple people to all do it and then everyone had to actually want to play it because if you weren't didn't want to play it then you're kind of forced to do it and eh you get the point yeah yeah um 
So doing an organized like group run of that was difficult. But doing things like this, like it's the same concept as Call of Duty Warzone. I only ever play that multiplayer. Really, I only ever play that if there's three people playing it. But that's because the same as World War Z. I'm not getting it for a story basis. I'm getting it to fuck around with friends. Same as Left 4 Dead 2. Like, that has a story, I believe. I don't remember. Kind of. That's not why I, I mean, played like, it. If they tried, for for lack of a better term, but no one plays it for story. Like, like I don't know. Anyone does play Left 4 Dead for story. I think they are lying to themselves. They're absolutely lying to themselves. But yeah, we'll see. Have to see what happens. So you yeah. you play you play Left 4 Dead for the multiplayer and for the mods. Yeah, that's the main thing. Like mod support is a big thing. It really is. Mm-hmm. But then there's like some fucking. From what I last heard, there's like controversy in the mod communities. Like a fucking. How do I put it? Um, I don't know. It's like a fucking teenage drama bullshit. Just about a certain map. Last time I saw, it, I was like, "Fucking I really?" That it was like legal bullshit going on about a map or something being stolen or whatever. There was some, anyway, some weird, was, really weird. It was some Lord of the Rings map. Yeah, there was some that, weird permissiony things that. Oh no, it was. Yeah, it was a weird permission but it was also, I think, around some kind of, like, moderator that was letting power go to his head, but he wasn't even really a moderator, like, he wasn't involved with the career. It was just fucking weird, dude. Yeah. Let's see where it goes, though. But So, yeah, I really haven't been doing anything other than just checking out some new fighting games mainly by watching tournaments seeing which ones that look interesting because one of the Have big ones i'm doing up? when uh looking at fighting games is um making sure effectively they're clear enough like the old from what i've seen of guilty gear strive that looks cool to me but the old guilty gears just felt too cluttered and messy for me to pick up things that's the same as unist like undernight inbirth the first time I saw it, I went, yeah, this actually looks pretty clean and I can see it. And then the next time mm. I saw it, because there was only top four, so I only saw, like, four different characters get played. And the next time I saw it, there was a bunch more characters that were all bigger, and so all the animations were more flaily, and it was just a fucking clusterfuck of two giant things with spindly arms going everywhere. And it's like, all right. Yeah, I'm not sure I could uh, get into that. Though, I still think my favorite factor that I've heard about fighting games is uh, the creators of Undernight Inbirth, their previous game was Melty Blood. Um, Which I have. So, on that note, one of the, or I think the top player in the world at the moment in Dragon Ball Fighters is Goichi, and he used to be an old-school Melty Blood player. To the, and... He's renowned in Dragon Ball Fighters for his defense, and that came from his Melty Gear days, to the point where the devs outright said, when we're designing things like mix-ups, we need to account for Goichi specifically in mind, because when he came into the base game, he could react to mix-ups that were designed to be unreactable 50-50s. He could just see it happening. <laughs> 
So so they called him out in particular and went, yeah, we need about to think we need to think about this one specific player when doing this because he can block mm. shit that just shouldn't be blocked. Like we we don't know how he does it. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's quite how it went, but you get the point. Yeah. It's more like, it's, hey, look, this guy is actually uh, pretty on the level when it comes to this shit. So we need to keep in mind what he can do and then, you know, yeah. I'm guessing balance and buff Just, just make sure there's some way for someone else to hit him. Yeah. Well, I said, for, for a guy where the developers are like, hey, look... Uh, we need to react to this guy specifically. You know you're you're making waves in that community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so is that your week? Oh yeah, no, there we go. The developer for Multi Blood basically said the shit they put in the game to let players open each other up just doesn't work on Goichi, and they can't fix that because no one would be able to play the game if they balanced around him. <laughs> okay. Um, like you know, and, and like, Dragon Ball Finders is a pretty aggressive focus game. You know, it's a 3v3 with assists and all of that. And there are multiple counts that you can find, like, clips of him in tournament just blocking for, like, two minutes straight. Is that a hard thing in Melty Blood? Because I've only played, it's, like, It's a hard thing in any fighting or... game. So he just uh, that, They like were Dragon Ball, though. Those ones were Dragon Ball. And yeah, it's not easy for to defend for that long in Dragon Ball at all. Yeah, because in Dragon Ball, if you fuck up, like, even the smallest amount, then that's, like, a good, like, chunk of your health bar just gone. As a general rule, off, off most touches in Dragon Ball, you're losing... Most range touches, you'll lose kind of 25%, probably close range 40 to 60 to a kill depending on where you are like yeah there you don't get hit a small amount like even mm. even dragon rushes their throws you get like 25 to 30 percent combos off them okay well there you have it <sighs> So has that been your week? Yeah, pretty much. Alright. Only thing really happening in my week is Doom. Mm-hmm. Essentially just Doom Eternal. So Man, that game is really fun. I I am absolutely digging Doom Eternal. Like there's a I see a lot of stuff going around the place about people it's like, oh I don't like the whole uh level is it what was the term i'm fucking drawing massive blanks as i've been at work most today um a lot of uh platform puzzling and people are like i don't like this this is not doom and i'm sitting here going this is fucking awesome i love platform puzzling like not so much uh 3d platform puzzling but first-person platform puzzling as seen in like portal like portal's got some great first-person platform puzzling i think first person if done uh with in a such a beneficial way which only benefits from a first-person perspective 
which you have like with portal it's like okay you can look into the portal and see where that portal is going to lead or all that sort of stuff the same thing with doom it's like you uh since doom has a lot of air control where you can almost like move in any direction at a given time double jumps and monkey bars and all of those things double jump monkey bars and you get a rune which uh they brought back from doom 2016 where you have greater air control so you can jump forward and then on your second jump you can go 90 degree left like that sort of air control which is like fantastic um i feel the game is significantly harder than doom 2016 uh i for my first run played it on ultra violence and i seem to be seeing a lot of people playing on ultra violence um some to their own detriment yeah but we will we'll touch on that in a second mm-hmm. but uh playing ultra violence i feel that is equivalent to nightmare difficulty on doom on doom 2016 yeah from what i've heard the the doom 2016 is significantly oh sorry it, there's a noticeable step up in difficulty between 2016 and eternal yeah, I feel like that is a necessary point because you've got to sort of raise the stakes from... Like, obviously, you don't want to make it in such a way which uh, you are locking players out. Like, like with the difficulties, like I'm too young to die and all that sort of stuff, which you have easy, normal, hard, and nightmare. Uh, what I've noticed is, I like, even me going around, I, I've tried it on three difficulties. I've completed the game on ultra violence, and I've dabbled a little bit in both nightmare and hurt me plenty. Hurt me plenty is normal difficulty. Uh, what I've noticed with normal difficulty is, uh, is a little, is a little bit of damage reduction from the enemies, like enemies don't deal as much damage which is obviously how it fucking works but the way that doom eternal works is it has a overall like a over reliance on the chainsaw now in doom 2016 you get a chainsaw and chainsawing enemies is a you can use it for two beneficiary reasons one to get ammunition and that's the main beneficiary so you can just chainsaw an enemy to get a whole chunk of ammo and that will just top up your ammo supplies and then you can keep on moving. Or if you have enough uh, pips on the chainsaw for like, I don't know, it has three pips, just like in Doom Eternal. One gets uh, your jobbers, the fucking zombies and imps, or I think imps as well. Like very weak enemies. Uh two pips gives you your mid in your range like your cacodemons and i think the hell knight and free gives you your big fucking demons like the uh barons of hell and shit like that so you can just straight out remove a chest piece off the board with your chainsaw and that was like hey look all right i'm in this fight and the fucking Baron Hell just wandered in. I want to get rid of him, and it's going to make the rest of this fight a lot more easier. They got rid of that in Doom Eternal. So you still have free pips on the chainsaw, but uh, up to a certain threshold, 
threshold. Uh, so your anything above revenants, uh, cacodemons, and mancubus uh, cannot be chainsawed. You can't kill them with a chainsaw. Just because basically they, you never have enough fuel to do it. As in, the max fuel isn't enough, or the they ma- just say the, you can't. The do max, it. yes, they they just straight up say you can't do it. So that I think is it is. I do find it interesting in a good way, in the sense of like, okay, now I have to fight these demons. But in the same sense with Doom Eternal, uh, it's less about. Like in Dune 2016, I had like a rotational weapon. So I'd have uh, the rocket launcher, I'll have the gauze cannon, I'll have the super shotgun, and I'll have the regular shotgun, but I'll only be using its grenade function. So I'll just be using those four weapons in a rotation. Now in Doom Eternal, uh, weapons, certain weapons are sort of like. Oh, not sort of. They they are actual answers to certain demons. So, for example, the precision shot on the assault rifle mm-hmm. can get rid of uh, arachnatron cannons. Can get rid of revenant cannons. Can get rid of mancubi hand cannons. That sort of stuff. You can dis- you can essentially disable certain enemies using certain weapons, uh, especially for like the shotgun. The regular shotgun has a grenade function to which uh, the cacodemon will swallow the grenade and be instantly put into a uh, glory kill state. Like, essentially just waving that encounter with the cacodemon completely. Oh, okay. So it's like a certain guns are, are built, or certain guns and functions are built for certain enemies. So, and they've made it... Uh, they've... How can I put it? They've made certain enemies with certain aspects, so every gun in your uh, in your weapon wheel is used for a purpose. Yeah, yeah. You've got you you've can, got specific reasons to use specific guns. Yeah, you got specific reasons to use specific guns, but they don't say you can only use this. It's more of a, like guns are not a complete answer except for like the shotgun grenade to the uh cacodemon but let's say i use the precision shot to take off the revenant's shoulder cannons uh he can still run around and attack me so he's not instantly defeated it's just that the like the annoying aspect of the revenant is now done and now i can finish this solution in any way i like uh usually with the uh meat hook Especially, like, when you... Because they obviously still have the gun challenges, so uh, if you upgrade the super shotgun all the way and complete its final challenge, your meat hook becomes a flaming meat hook and acts like the flame belch, which is a new mechanic that they brought in to uh, Doom Eternal. Whereas when you set an enemy on fire, they will drop... Armor, uh, is it? Armor, yeah. They'll drop armor when damaged. The flaming meat hook does that as soon as it attaches on someone so it will set them on fire and when you shoot them they'll just drop armor and it, it the weird thing about the flame belch the flame bolt i can't remember the, the name of it the but the weird thing about that is yeah i i kept forgetting i had it 
like almost all the time i'll be like man i need some fucking armor i'm just looking around for armor and shit like that but i i, I keep forgetting it's like i've got a fucking flamethrower so using the meat hook has gone oh that's right i have a flamethrower and at the same time going oh that's right i have no use for the flamethrower anymore. <laughs> you'll you'll see the flaming meat hook going oh yeah i've got a flamethrower wait my meat i've got a flaming meat hook i don't need the flamethrower yeah, huh. like it, it got to a point where I'm sitting, he's going like, "Man, I keep forgetting about this." It's same thing with the ice grenades. I keep forgetting I have the ice grenades, but by the time I realized or remembered, I've I've got ice grenades. I've solved the problem that ice grenades would help me with. Well, ice grenades <laughs> so give they, health back, right? Yes. Yeah. See, I don't but see the purpose it, of them because don't you heal off glory kills? Yes. Mm-hmm. You heal a little bit of glory kills depending on your difficulty. Nightmare difficulty. Uh, so when you do a glory kill on an enemy, depending on your health is how much... Uh, depending on how much yeah, health it's, you're missing... It's the, it's is, the lower health you have, the more you heal, right? Yes. Now, with like the nightmare difficulty, uh, you still get... A, a good chunk of health drop come from the enemy it's just that those health drops per uh health vial is substantially lower you're getting like i don't know maybe three to five health per health vial that the enemies drop instead of like and what they normally us- 15 to 20 or something yeah they usually have 10 to 15 per uh health drop uh, that i can remember but yeah, the higher the difficulty, uh, the less resources you get from drops and everything. So there will still be like an abundance of like things laying around, but you get substantially less. Yeah, it'll from still be just as flashy. You just get less from it, mm. which I think will be incredibly difficult on nightmare difficulty because I was having a hard time in ultra violent difficulty. I've seen it's gone, man. Like, this is tough. Not in the not in the sense of like, I fucked myself here. It's more of like, man, there is a puzzle in front of me, and I need to figure out how to fix it. And it's sort of like, okay, I'm doing this wrong. I need to go focus on this. And what I did realize is, some fights are almost randomized on what enemies you get. And this is the weird part. For example, uh, I was doing one of the uh, later game boss fights, mm-hmm. which is you're fighting a boss in arena of enemies as well. And when I had to retry the boss fight, uh, and I retried, it, I had to retry it a couple of times. I noticed every single time they would either give me this enemy, or this enemy, or this enemy, like. I don't know how it. I don't know what sort of chooses what enemies. I think it might be a random thing, but like, I'll I'll be fighting the boss and then I'll die. I'm like, okay, cool. But in like in that arena, I'll be fighting revenants and uh, a lot of imps. And then the second time I fight it, it's like, all right, now there's a whole bunch of cacodemons and mancubuses. I'm like, okay. And then I'll die then. It's like, oh, now we're back to revenants. Okay. And then it's like, oh shit, now there's pain elementals and like. So it seems randomized 
like it seems randomized i don't know if there's like a mechanic behind it or that stuff but it does seem randomized and it's good okay so even if you fail and retry again the fight is different so it does add a little bit of like okay i need to change my plan up at the same time i'm going i need to make a plan and the plan keeps changing <laughs> the plan is, the plan is, is just sitting... be good kill demons oh yeah but sometimes there be there be demons everywhere and not enough demons for me to kill that being said uh the chainsaw is a hell of a thing now i don't know uh i think i completely missed uh the part where the game or i just breezed over the part where the game says here's a chainsaw it it refills one pip of fuel every 40 seconds or some shit like that that didn't click in my head like at all because i'm sitting here with doom 2016 logic going okay uh, i need to find fuel for the chainsaw and doom eternal has like a super restricting uh ammo system in which like oh shit my shotgun has like my super shotgun only has 10 rounds in it like 10 shots that yeah, i can you do don't, you don't get a lot of ammo to just run around with yeah you don't get a lot of ammo at all and i'm sitting here going like fuck how i need to find ammo i'm sitting there like there's even some engagements where i got into like okay i'm fighting all this these enemies and oh shit i'm out of ammo and the only enemy that's here is an enemy i can't chainsaw and so i'm literally just like okay i guess i'm fucked but uh halfway during the game i noticed that i okay i need to focus on chainsawing to get ammo and stuff back and i noticed even though i wasn't picking up chainsaw fuel i'll still be able to chainsaw the fucking jobbers that were laying around so i'm like okay and then after about you know a couple of fights i realized that the chainsaw had like a little meter that was filling up and i'm just sitting there, and that's where just you're like oh i'm sitting there going oh okay so bind chainsaw to middle mouse button never have a problem again <laughs> because like the chainsaw is now like your that tool you heavily rely on if you want it and that's why the game the game the harder the more difficult that's one thing i noticed with the difficulty settings is the higher the difficulty like enemies will spawn like the small jobbers will spawn like pseudo infinitely so like if you're ever out of ammo you just chainsaw one of them up and then continue uh the higher the difficulty the less of them spawn like the less of them around that spawn so it gets to a point when i was like having a quick jog around on nightmare difficulty it's like oh shit i need to go find myself an imp where's a fucking imp all right there you are and they just fucking hunt him down like <laughs> just imagine that imp just like oh fuck he's after me like eyes locked in he's after me and i cut him down get some fucking shotgun shells and then get back right into the fray of it uh so yeah the combat in doom eternal i think is fantastic i think it's a i want to say a great improvement off of 2016 but 2016's doom uh gameplay was 
like pretty fucking phenomenal to begin with so it is a good there is a good improvement on it but not an improvement is needed but you can definitely tell where most of the work went this time and went into levels and story so the levels in the game are fucking huge in doom 2016 level can go anywhere between 10 to 30 minutes mm. and if you go you know secret hunting like secret hunting in doom like 26 oh pardon me 2016 is a lot harder and then it is in doom eternal we're going that to a bit but uh yeah if you were to even just you know look around the place you would spend at most 45 minutes in a level in doom eternal you can easily spend two and a half hours in one level yeah that's a significant jump it, it, but like the levels are huge i'm talking like in doom 2016 you would have cor- like arenas connected by corridors uh connected by arenas connected by corridors in doom eternal it's pretty much like an open world area but with obvious guiding it's think of it like like one thing that comes to example is the super gore nest mission there is a mission in doom eternal it's like okay here's where the evasion uh of hell on earth started it started in uh what was it like london or something uh, it started here so the entire area is just a fucking gore nest and it's almost like a metrovania because you walk past all these areas that require blue keys that require yellow keys and require you to do this that and everything else before you can get access to this area so you'll be running around the area and then you get the key and you come back go to this new area and etc etc so the areas are much more open uh there's a there's a much more puzzles in there but the secrets in the game are significantly easier to achieve because in Doom 2016, uh, secrets, you would have to actively go and look everywhere. You will see like a little thing on the map, like a little area which you could probably go in. And you're like, huh, uh, uh, I'll just go in there. And you're going to try and figure out your way in there. In Doom Eternal, you look on your map and there's this big ass glowing question mark. And it's like, question mark in this small area. And it's like, that's a secret. And so you like the secrets are shown on the map you just have to figure out how to get to them and secrets range anything between uh music throughout the entire doom series uh a doom toy to which in doom 2016 it was just like different colored doom guys now you get a toy version of all the enemies including doom guy to which um when you find the first doom guy toy uh, they have the most cutest encounter to, with each other. It is adorable. Okay. Because Doom Guy will pick up like his Doom the Doom Guy doll, and then he will like show off his new Praetor blade that he's got on his suit, and the Doom Guy would have the Praetor blade sole on the doll as well. So he'd lift that up, and then they'd both celebrate. And I just thought it was the most cutest shit ever. <laughs> Cause like you know in doom 2016 how they do the the fist bump blow away thing 
it's kind of like that, but it's like, you, I've got this blade, you've got this blade, we've got a blade, <laughs> and that sort of thing. And then, so you get music throughout the entire Doom series, and even in other games as well, like pretty much any uh, ID or Bethesda game, like there's music from Commander Keen in there. Huh. Uh, which I think I think is called You Gotta Eat Your Greens, Commander Keen, or some shit like that. Uh, all you gotta do, do is drink like, all your milk. Yeah. And music from all the Doom games. And then you get cheat uh, secrets, which is you get a floppy disk. And it's like infinite ammo or um, all enemies drop less health and ammo or uh, you have a fully upgraded predator suit and shit like that once you find all the cheat floppy disks you can go back to the uh, doom guys bachelor pad pad mm-hmm. and legit play the original doom start to finish oh holy shit that's pretty yes. cool so you get to play the original doom start to finish on a like a windows 95 s computer in the doom guys bachelor pad and then there's another file which requires a password to uh, unlock. Now, this password is actually not hinted at at all during the game. Like, it's, I want to say, a kind of, like, obscene reference because uh, only, like, real big Doom fans would at least have an idea what this password would be because it comes from outside of the games, but has involved in the Doom world. So there's that. And, uh... So are you going to say the password on the podcast? No. No. Because I, I will... I'll the, the most I will say is... It is... Fuck. All right. If you don't want to know the password, skip the next 10 seconds. But... The password is the Doom guy's name from the books. Okay. Huh. Which is Flynn Taggart. That's it. Huh. That's the password. You put that into the machine and you get to play Doom 2 front to back. <laughs> so yeah, you get to play Doom 1 or 2, Doom 1 and 2 on his Windows 95 computer in his bachelor pad. <laughs> and then like in the bachelor pad, you get like a, a thing for all the dolls and shit like that and you get the original armor like there is this game has just got so much love put into it like in terms of like uh respecting the old source material uh all the easter eggs like for example daisy the rabbit uh she is visible in every single level in doom eternal there's a secret where she is hiding in every single level huh that's really cool not to not to mention like the doom guy has a legit a legit like canvas painting of him in his praetor suit holding daisy so it's like it's just it's almost like a self-portrait of doom guy just him holding daisy i'll see if i can find it in my pictures because i i guaranteed have it because i want it on in my fucking room and my all my jazz and stuff like that but yeah it's just super adorable and uh nothing i can think about right now but yeah so like they they've got a lot of reference material in doom eternal 
which I think is fantastic because I, I was a big fan of Doom. Like, I loved any first-person shooters back in the day. I mainly like... I did play Doom. I did beat Doom, but only, like, once or twice. And then I sort of just put it down. Like, after Doom 2, that was, like, the last I played of it. Uh, but... Um, yeah, seeing Doom, like, from Doom 2016, I was like, man, this is, like, really fucking good. And then all of a sudden, like, Doom Eternal is, like, a massive step up in quality. I put the, uh, the photo that a uh, Doom guy has in his uh, room in a uh, founder's chat in Discord. But that is, it's actual, like, a canvas painting of him and Day holding Daisy. Uh, and yeah, they have the we the weirdest thing is they have like a battle pass system, okay. which is like Doom has Doom Eternal has a battle pass system, which is only in game experience. Like it's set up like a battle pass, so you have to earn a certain amount of XP doing challenges and shit like that to unlock like skins to unlock uh like weapon skins or enemy skins or shit like that and it's only like xp so when people were getting like super concerned about oh my god there's a battle pass fuck you bethesda all that sort of stuff and they're like no 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 there's no in-game microtransactions at all and it's like, then why is there a battle pass? Fuck you guys, yada yada. And it's like, turns out, no, there is no yeah. microtransactions in game at all. Like, none. And I'm like, it's like the battle pass is kind of a weird thing. Yeah, it's it's like, it's but, one of those things that, it's a, it's a ba battle pass. And everyone's like, oh, it's a battle pass. That's, a, that's shit. That's so bad. And you're sitting there yeah. going, no, no, he's, they're doing it fine. Like it makes sense. No, this, to is, use this, it? this is this, this it's, it's is more thing. like a level track than a battle pass. Yeah. So this is the thing. They, I think they call it a battle pass, and it looks like a battle pass, but it's definitely not a battle pass. And I don't know why they would do it as such because I feel that would only attract like negative attention towards the game. We're going, here's a battle pass sort of system. And even though they said no, it, no microtransactions, no, none of that shit. It's all in-game stuff, like in-game hey. experience that you earn. Then yeah. why call it or dress it up like a battle pass at all? Well, it's been you a while. You can do your own thing. It's, it's been a while, but uh, a battle pass that you complete by collecting in-game experience was called a level track back in my day. And they've been mm. around for ages. Yeah, I know. But when you dress it up as a battle pass... How is it dressing it up as a battle pass? You just you take a look works. and you see what you get. Yeah, I know, but it looks like a battle pass. A, a battle pass has a premium track. Is there a premium track? No, it looks like a battle pass. Yeah, every yeah. level track looks like a battle pass. No, it doesn't. They yes, have a does. different system. Yes, they do. Right, what's the difference between a level track and a battle pass? Battle pass costs money. And does this cost money? No. Then it's not a battle pass. By no your shit. by your own definition, it's not a battle pass. It's he was not track. saying. No shit. He's not saying it was a battle pass. He said it looked I'm like a battle pass. They're dressing it up like a battle pass. How do you dress up a level track like a battle pass? 
you make it look like a battle pass in the sense of like what a battle pass is is hey look I think here's a bar that more, fills up that carries all what, these things, items which you unlock I think more what Kenny is saying is that they the way they've put it out is exactly the same visit like it looks the same as what the average player expects a battle pass to look like due to all the games that have come out with one recently not to mention they call it a battle pass that certainly doesn't help yeah that that certainly <laughs> it's doesn't called help. the series one battle pass so that's why i'm saying like they've called it a battle pass they dress it up like a battle pass but it couldn't be anything further from a battle well, it pass. could be further just it is well it could be but like a battle pass instantly brings negative attention. Well, that's may- like- maybe that's why they did it. They did it intentionally to get like negative press. Mm. And then when people look at it, they're like, oh, wait, it's not. So they've just effectively and- got free attention. And even like, even they have a boosters tab in the game to which you think boosters like XP boosters. But no, it's not XP boosters. It's, hey, do these challenges and earn extra experience by doing certain challenges. Yeah, so ba- not, basically they've like, phrased everything so it sounds like microtransactions. Again, it, it's what it sounds like to me is they've gone for the, um, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity because, you know, you're always yeah. getting marketing they're basically gone there's no such thing as bad publicity and so they've faked the bad publicity that gets them (laughs) gets them attention yeah and then no that does make sense because if they're like oh man you know this is here's a battle pass oh what are you guys doing you're going to go and they come out going there will be absolute there, there will be a reason for them to come out going there'll be absolutely no microtransactions yes yeah, and then people and have then a then look at it and just... get attention for going oh, no no you lied there's a battle pass and you said there'd be no microtransactions and they're like yes both is true mm-hmm. mm. and you know what i really love about doom eternal's whole dlc system no i do not it's actual campaign content like Doom 2016 had DLCs. Well, like, Doom 2016's DLCs are all exclusively multiplayer. Like, exclusively multiplayer. And the multiplayer couldn't be any more dead if it tried. Yeah. Like, I tried doing multiplayer, I would say, this year, just to find a match uh, over multiple days, not, like, constantly searching over multiple days, like, but you attempted multiple times in a few days. Multiple in a times few days. Over, over, like over a span of a week just to find one game. Couldn't. Like, not one game. Yeah. So, I mean, it certainly doesn't unless, help that we're in Australia. Yeah. But unless you wanted to... But the one thing I dislike about Doom 2016's achievements is literally 50% or more are tied to multiplayer achievements. Yeah. And... Multiplayer achievements even, just annoy me like things that are reliant on other players so it's like not only that but um for completing the game on nightmare difficulty like not ultra nightmare like not even like ultra nightmare but like if you complete the game like on ultra nightmare or nightmare your achievement gets lumped in with all the difficulties so let's say complete the game on easy normal hard 
nightmare ultra nightmare and you get this achievement yeah and like okay so there's almost no incentive uh there's no there's not just an incentive but like usually people like to get rewarded for doing like the hardest of the hardest challenges they're, yeah, but they like is, they like getting. No they're award. doing it. A lot of people do like do hardest difficulty for their own, like they're doing it for for their own kind of pride and to prove something to themselves. But a lot of people are also doing it to prove to like someone else and to show it off. Mm. But it's like it's not so much like that. It's more of like because when I beat uh, Doom on Nightmare difficulty, I got halfway through the game on Ultra Nightmare. But uh, when I beat it on Doom, I it's not so much I'm doing it for myself or I'm not doing it for others. It's I kind of was like, I want to get a reward for my dedication and my time and effort of putting it into your game. And as much as that seems sort of like arrogant and stuff like that, I, do, I, I don't say I deserve a reward. You'd but like, I do ag- feel again, like... Again, it's a case of... You, you'd like acknowledgement for it. Yeah. It's, it's so much acknowledgement. It's like I've put the time and effort to complete, like, ultimately what your game, the hardest what your game could throw at me, and I completed it. But the end, when I was in here, it's like, what do I got to show for it? Absolutely nothing. I was like, okay. So, but in Doom, in but Doom Eternal. But that's the point. If you want something to show for it, that's that's exactly what you're looking for. You're looking for acknowledgement. Mm. but in doom eternal if you complete the game on ultra nightmare which is the hardest difficulty you get a completely top the bottom gold skin huh like it's so rare that there's only like everyone's using the same screenshot that they yeah. find of the gold skin because n- n- like literally almost no one has got it because <laughs> that's the ultra nightmare one right the one that you need to do without dying you can't die yeah, yeah you can't die if you start again yeah um but i think i think it's also tied into the life system which is the one-up system like i think you have to do it with 10 deaths or less right because you, you can find one ups you need to complete ultra yeah. nightmare with 10 deaths or less yeah. yeah and if you get a death with death without a one-up then you um get a permanent death but if you die with a one-up then you need to um yeah there's a limit on how many you can do yeah um i'm trying to have a look at there's a thing about attack of the fanboy there's also a doom eternal unicorn skin uh but you have to be on twitch prime for it that's cool with me that means it's uh, not on my game <laughs> mm. you're not tainting your copy of the game with that garbage They've got two skids for it. They've got, like, a, a unicorn skin, kind of, with, like, a rainbow blade, which I thought was, like, kind of hilarious. Uh, but also, they have, like, a one with wings and shit like that. Like, a, like, a, like but you have to be some sort of Twitch subscribe member for, like, six months or some shit like that. Huh. I, uh, the... the, the qualifications aren't exactly clear but they're up there still um but the one thing that i do like that a lot of people seem to not like or in a sense people aren't really fans of 
is the Marauder. The Marauder is the new enemy. So the Marauder is essentially the Doom guy's nemesis, in okay. a sense. Where the anti-Doom guy. The anti-Doom guy, yes. So the Marauder's entrance, I think, is sick as fuck. Because, like, you're on a base, you're about to leave, and just the Marauder, like, waltzes on in. Like, he sees through you and he's like... Portal. Yeah, through a hell portal. He's like, you. You and me, we fight now. And he's got, like, the most sickest voice. I'm um, just like... Like, the voice is even better than there was in the trailers. And I, like, listening both to the in-game version and the trailer version no there's a definite voice difference there yeah and i i I really want to play the game Mm. i'll be even though i can't really justify buying it i'm probably going to anyway because i i highly recommend it if you're a fan of first person shooters then this is definitely a what's the case of i'm not really a huge fan of first person shooters i like quite a few of them but you know Mm. Yeah, Doom is, I think, like, how do I put it? But I had a huge amount of fun with um, Doom 2016. Yeah. And that's even with me, like, I don't have any experience with any previous Dooms. Well, that's the thing, like, Ultra Nightmare skin. But that's the thing, like, Doom and Doom 2016 and doom eternal i feel don't play like like doom free they are especially doom eternal doesn't play like any other doom except for like doom 2016 to a degree and doom 2016 plays a little bit like the original dooms it's very fast paced there's no reloading and all that shit it's it's just a whole bunch of killing fun yeah, I think and I think I might actually replay Doom twenty sixteen. I have like, like you know mm. replay Doom twenty sixteen until my next pay. <laughs> Cause yeah, like I have a I think over a hundred hours into Doom twenty sixteen because I just keep playing it over and over and over again. It's just that fantastic. I and I'm probably have... I'm so far going through a uh a uh, 100% run right now in Doom Eternal. It says I have nine hours, but I'm pretty sure I've played significantly more than that. Yeah, Steam seems to do that every now and then. It's just like, yeah, it, nah. It doesn't track offline mode very well. And hmm. there was a big period when I got it when I was on low internet. <laughs> I'm just looking at a... Because on the doom's uh steam page it shows you friend activities mm-hmm. and after january 27th it's just this person's added doom to the wish list this person's <laughs> added doom to the wish list this person's added doom to the wish list and then bought it this person is <laughs> doom to the wish like a lot of i'm guessing doom eternal just sparked a whole lot of people's interests in doom uh so well it's the same thing a lot of people do it's like the new game comes out so a lot of people buy the old game because it's cheap hmm oh like Doom and often the old cheap for a yeah. fair fair and while well I got 
Doom for 35 bucks, like, sometime twenty in 2016. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was... And that's the current price on Steam. Like, they had a sale pretty early. Wow, some people have got the gold skin already for the Doom guy. 42 hours of playtime, 10 Red Bulls, and finally Ultra Nightmare done. Jesus. But yeah, it is fucking pretty. It'd be something I wish I could do, but it require a lot of time. And my skills ain't what they used to be. But still, Doom Eternal is an incredibly fun game. And I have seen a lot of people be like, oh, no, Doom Eternal is not great because of this, this, and this. And I'm sitting here going, like, all right, this is warranted. This I can understand. And then this is, like, doesn't make sense. And uh, it's like the uh, Upper Echelon Gaining video showed me about the Doom, uh, Doom Critique. Mm. it's like yeah he's got some good points and then it just slowly goes downhill it's like oh wait okay now nah, he just he's just missed some aspects like even i missed like the chainsaw aspect of it until midway but he seemed to miss it the entire playthrough and it's like yeah that's fine that i can leave it and then a uh, uh fucking good old friend griffin gaming is like man this guy's so pathetic like all that sort of stuff like jesus fucking christ dude I, and, and yet yeah, like the comment section the comic section of that guy's video was a fucking mess but still people are just tearing him to shreds and like oh have some decency boys have some decency mm. show some mercy for this poor man mm. and i said like yeah because J- jaden brought it to my attention i was like i'll just have a look at it and guess okay no this is warranted this makes sense this doesn't make sense but i can see where he's coming from but these points are also kind of invalid because he's made the assumption of like especially with the chainsaw part he's made the assumption that the chainsaw doesn't regenerate and that he misses out on ammo a lot of time and he and he marks that against the game when it's just he's just missed the mechanic but even then like for me even i glanced over it uh and just to have something such a big deal to be like literally like i don't know maybe like half a sentence in a tutorial box which shows up and you're like okay chainsaw okay chainsaw good yada 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 uh i think if they were to make that probably a little more clearer i would say clearer but like i don't know have like its own tutorial box saying hey look the chainsaw regenerates one pip remember this remember this <laughs> and then literally a whole bunch of people would just be like oh okay and just would not you know criticize the game for that aspect as well i do think it does have an over-reliance on the chainsaw but the game has also built up uh a mechanic around the chainsaw especially with like the infinite infinitely spawning like zombie enemies because of its reliance on the chainsaw so there is a mechanic built around it bigger than oh it just regenerates one pip so yeah so that's uh my week with doom eternal and other than that i've just been playing switch games and stuff still waiting for my dock to come in i got a uh nintendo switch certified controller and by controller i mean it's one of those things that you slide the joy cons into 
and holy shit does this thing feel like it is going to break it feels like hollow plastic through and through this is a officially licensed nintendo controller or joy-con controller as well to which like it just feel it weighs like i don't know 30 40 grams it it, fe- it feels like a potato chip and you just like bend it the wrong way it's going to go in half well no it is sturdy like you can't or you can give it a little i uh, give it a little bend to it but you're not sitting here fucking trying to snap it it's a nintendo like yeah unless you're playing smash <laughs> you, there is no reason to smash it um but yeah like it the plastic feels hollow but i feel like they're meant to encourage you to you know use the uh pro controllers or the game crew controllers thing my niece she has a pokemon game crew controller that she plays splatoon 2 with holy shit i think my niece has has something going on with splatoon 2 like she was like oh you know have watch me. my niece is like seven she's like I oh watch me play splatoon that. 2 and then she's just then kicking she's just everyone's ass absolutely murking fools like and she's like the kindest like oh man i died here oh well i'll i'll get better yeah like she's just i recognize what i did wrong and these are my steps to change it yes like <laughs> to me and i'm sitting there going like holy <laughs> shit so there are people we know in, in real life that don't have that sort of mental fortitude. But like, as like my niece, Alex, is you an don't have that kind saint. of mental fortitude. No, you, know, I, my, you don't have that kind of mental fortitude either. We both have the same problem-solving uh, routine, which is just beat our heads against it until something gives. I don't know about that. No, I've seen Jaden stubborn his way through a lot of everything. Yeah, but I don't rage my way through. I just stubborn my way through. Like, I don't try and do the same thing over and over again. I will try and learn and adapt. My point is I won't give up, so I will keep doing something for four hours until I figure out how to do it. Adapt. Survive. But yeah, like, my niece is just like... Like, I'm sitting here like, oh, you know, she's going to be playing... Like, she's playing online. Like... Against uh, other real people. It's like... Yeah. And and it's Nintendo Switch Nintendo Switch online is like probably like the best for kids because there's no voice chat, there's no text chat, there's none of that. It's literally just gameplay. There is no people going, Oh suck my dick, <laughs> my big my big mumba dick, you you dumb cunt, not sort of stuff. No voice chat or anything like that. It's just gameplay. And She's like, I thought she was going to be like, oh, you know, like stumble fumble or like or what a, like a six, seven year old kid would do on Nintendo, like on a console. No, she's legit just like flick shotting motherfuckers. <laughs> like I'm sitting here, like I'm expecting like kid play and she's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, you're a better shot than I am. <laughs> I'm just sitting here just going like, like mouthing off to myself going, what the fuck what is she feeding this kid out of roll <laughs> jesus christ like it's just like oh, okay like she's gone in splatoon 2 she was like 
like, okay, I got, I got to kill this guy, and then I got to do this objective, and do that objective, and do this and that and everything else, and like, you know, she's like, oh, damn, they got me, oh, well, uh, we'll try again, like, I'm sitting here, it's going like, my niece is like, the pinnacle of Zen gaming, <sighs> like, she's, she's good at Splatoon 2, and she's not a salty bitch about it, either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here, going like, what, like, does your mum know you fucking straight up murder fools on Splatoon 2, like, I don't know, but I fucking, she's got that, yeah. if she ever wants to get into gaming and stuff, like, my niece, as I said, my niece is a saint. Like, Ava is an absolute saint. She's, like, super polite and generous and care. Oh, she's just the best. She's just the best. Mm. But, yes, enough about how cool my niece is. And let's jump into the news. It's murking fools in Splatoon. Murking fool. My seven-year-old niece murks fools in Splatoon. Uh, there you go. There's the title for this podcast. <laughs> there you go. But it's just... She's actually like like flick shots <laughs> did you know you can flick shot in Splatoon 2 yeah I didn't <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen, seen a little bit of, I've uh, seen a little bit of Splatoon 2 but I ain't seen that shit I'm fucking I only use the um the uh the roller in Splatoon 2 Alright, what, do you play on a controller or anything in Splatoon 2? No, I play on the Joy-Cons, like the ones that come with the Switch. I just pop them off and plug them into that plastic no, piece of shit. She plays it in handheld mode. It's in handheld mode. In <laughs> handheld mode. She's showing me this in handheld mode. Like, Joy-Cons on the side, just flick-shotting. And it's like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. So, yes. That is... Uh, uh, that's what, that's what I should encourage my sister, because my sister's getting into the speedrun community. She's like, hey, Ava, have you ever played a game called a <coughs> Resident Evil 2? <laughs> you ever played it. a game called Resident Evil 2, Ava? Start I think... Them. I don't know. I hope... I, I, I want to see it, because I could probably, like... You're oh. starting them down your own cocaine addiction. Well, that's the thing. Like, for my love of Resident Evil, it's like, hey, look, I genuinely like parts of Resident Evil... And there's some parts that are just so stupid. I'm just like, what? Like, what? What? I don't understand. Like, for example, um, Resident Evil 6. Resident Evil 6 is... A game. How do I put it? It's dumb fun. Don't ever turn your brain on. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Like, like it's actually a requirement your... for the game to not think about it too hard. As soon as you turn your brain on, like think of a graph. It's like you goes, weren't supposed to do that. The higher your brain function is, the lesser fun you have. So the more you use your brain, the less fun you have. So I'm sitting there going like, oh man, like just running and gutting like, oh yeah, how fucking stupid is that? Yada, yada. And then there's a part where it's like, uh, for example, um, how do I put it? There's a campaign with Jake and Sherry. So Sherry Birkin from Resident Evil 2, she's all grown up and she's an agent in Resident Evil 6. And because of her G-Virus, like she has been infected with the G-Virus, she has like super regenerative abilities. But uh, in the game, 
there's a nemesis ripoff called Ustanak. And you probably would have seen him around and that sort of stuff. But, like, Jake, uh, the one of the main characters from the game, who is Wesker's son, literally gets into a fist fight and wins against God. A, a, a nemesis, an essential nemesis. Gets into a fist fight and wins. And when I and when I played it, I'm like, yeah, this is fucking dumb, and I love it. And then, <laughs> but then like, you went the back next... and thought about it. And went, wait a minute. And, when, and then I went for it. I'm like, wait, this guy has notably torn people in half, like at 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 a by accident. What what it looks like, and I've beaten it because I gave him a strong right hook to the jaw. Does he even care that he has a jaw? <laughs> I don't fucking know. But apparently, this one fucking sucker punch to the jaw is like, oh, no, I'm done. Uh, and then he gets back up and obviously in Resident Evil fashion. But I'm sitting there going like, wait, the second I started thinking about it, oh, no. Fun is if actively I th- dropping. If I think about it, then the fun number goes down. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like... Fortunately, there's an easily easy fix to that. Mm. And then there's parts like in Resident Evil 2, which is like, it's finally over. No, Leon, I have to find my brother, Chris. You're right. You're right, Claire. <laughs> it's just the beginning. <laughs> fucking Jesus. So, yeah, uh, we'll jump into the news very quickly. Uh, Nintendo had a fucking direct. They calls it a me direct, but it was like nothing fucking meaning about it and since now i have a switch i'm actually paying attention to that shit um so things i want to note about the nintendo direct uh the new smash brothers character is a character from arms which is that spring arm game they have which proves my point that you can front load a dlc pack with shit and people will still buy it. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's like another five pieces of shit they're getting. Yeah, but they don't know what it is. You all like they can't have Biolith as the first one because then it wouldn't sell. And I'm like, bitch, they are releasing some fucking character about from a game which I guarantee you any Switch owner forgot even existed. You are correct. Like, I forgot ARMS existed. <laughs> so did I. I never knew it existed in the first place. I'm sitting there just going like... Because ARMS, ARMS wasn't really a game. It was more fucking tech demo for the it Joy-Cons. Was, it was a tech demo with the motion controls. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Short-term memory. It's just like that. Gone. It's like a fart in the wind. It, just, it made its piece and then it fucked off. And it now apparently it's coming back for Smash. Well, it's come back, and now I'm just questioning how long that's going to stay in my head. Like, they're going to release the character, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they announced that, didn't they? Oh, I guess someone's buying it then. But, um, yeah, so, like, that, they released the character. I don't think they've announced the character yet, but it's going to be a character from ARMS. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, they hoping, didn't... I'm hoping it's that, uh, the, the thick lady with the, with the hair. I don't know her name, but you know which one I'm talking about. No, got it. The All thick right. lady with the hair. The arms. Uh, yes, she's got she's got the face. Yeah, yeah, with the arms and stuff. 
<laughs> she comes up. <laughs> I just type in arms thick in Google Images and it comes up with her. <laughs> Great. So, yeah. Um, but games I am interested in that are coming to Switch are they are releasing Catherine full-bodied on the Switch. Which there you go. That's it. I am fucking surprised about. Her name is they, Twintel. Because they released fucking Catherine full body on the Vita, but never fucking ported it to the West. They just upped and left that shit <laughs> to the Japanese on the Vita. I'm like, where's my Vita love? I want my Vita love. Like, I've been wanting Catherine, because I've got a Vita. I'm like, fuck yeah, Catherine, bring Catherine, like, you think, like, oh, they're bringing, they've got Catherine full body on the Vita. Obviously, it's, like, only available in Japan right now. Yeah, okay, cool. Just got to wait for their English translation. No. Apparently, they forgot about the Vita. <laughs> but fucking, the Switch is all like, yeah, we got to get it to the Switch. We got to get it to the Switch. Got to bring that English version to the Switch. Fuck them. I'll get it on the Switch instead. Um... They also bring XCOM 2 to the Switch. Now, which XCOM... Give it to you. They don't have the best reputation about optimizing things. Oh, yeah, like... um, All right, so XCOM on the Vita looked ugly as sin. XCOM on the Android, however, looks pretty nice. Like, did you know they released XCOM 1 for your phone? I did not, no. No, I did not, They no. did. Is I've this got the remake or the old UFO defense? Uh, this is the remake one. Hmm, interesting. Like, with uh, Enemy Within, the Enemy Within uh, expansion. On the phone, looks pretty nice. On the Vita, oh, Jesus. I think the Vita died too soon. I really think it did. I, I'm not... I'm going to complain to Sony until... Hey, man, I've done it before. I've complained to Sony until I got my way with Silent Hill. Maybe you if did. I can complain till they get PlayStation 2 functionality with the uh, with the cross-play. Well, not cross-play, with the uh, remote play. Let it happen. But we'll see how it goes. We talked about so, yeah. fucking crossplay before. If if someone's winning the console war, they're going to be vehemently against it. But yeah, uh, looking at like XCOM two, yeah, there is. I feel like it's a uh, The Witcher sort of scenario, where a lot of things are quite um, downgraded. Downgraded, yes. Uh, I'm not surprised because XCOM 2 is a fucking huge game. Uh, how big is it on my, just my PC alone? Uh, it is oh, 75 gig on PC alone. So uh, a lot of corners would be cut. But XCOM 2 on on the fucking on the fly, I I am down for that shit. Give me give me some of that. So yeah, XCOM 2, they're also bringing uh, the Borderlands, which is the Borderlands package, which is Borderlands 2 DLCs and then Borderlands pre-sequel. Can we just stop fucking 
like putting the pre-sequel out there like no one cares for the pre-sequel just make it borderlands one and two that's what people want borderlands one and two so if i go borderlands switch because what i saw it's see they're bringing bioshock borderlands and xcom it's like, well, I, I really only care about... Oh, no! Uh, fucking ignore everything I said. Okay. Already apparently, done. <laughs> apparently, it's Borderlands Legend Collection includes Borderlands 1 and 2 and the pre-sequel. That. So, yeah. So, that I'd be fucking interested in. Um, Bioshock Remastered Collection, which is Bioshock 1 Remastered, 2 Remastered, and Infinite. Um, I want to play... I've got Bioshock... I got the Bioshock like remastered collection on my PC anyway. Uh, I would say not long ago I played through Borderlands, not Borderlands, uh, Bioshock One, the remastered thing, uh, because it was a game I had not played, and I was not really a fan of it. Like some aspects of the game were pretty cool, yes, like the plasmid system and shit like that, but the fact how it's like, hey, look all your plasmids and your weapon stuff yeah uh you you can only use one at a time i went oh that sucks and then then uh bioshock 2 let you use both plasmids and uh weapons at the same time so i mean it was a bit weird like you could only do it one at a time but you could fast switch so it wasn't really Oh, it wasn't really really a fast switch. Like, you would be able to switch over, yes, but you would have to use your plasmids first and hopefully the effect of the plasmid would be long enough for you to be able to do whatever you're planning on doing with a weapon. For example, like, hey, look, I'm going to electrocute these motherfuckers in the water and then I'm just going to pop them in the head with the pistol, that sort of thing. And it's like, okay. But then uh, there's a whole thing. You pull your pistol out and they start coming at you. I was like, oh, well, what was the point of me even using the plasmids? Shit, why don't I just fucking just pop them in the pistol in the first place? But then in Bioshock 2, they're like, you can use both at once. And I'm like, mm-mm. Fuck yeah. That's just what uh, I wanted. Okay. So yeah, they say XCOM 2 will be coming on 8 gig cartridge, but it only contained the first two missions. You'll have to download the other 24 gig. Uh, Borderlands Legend Collection will require 41.6 gig. And yeah, so I've I've filled up my fucking Switch's uh, SD card. It's 128 gig. And what fucking games have I got? chucked on it i've got a fair few games on my switch but at the same time like there's still a lot of other games i've got i want to get on it so oh fuck you controllers so for 128 gig i've got astral chain smash brothers fire emblem enter the gungeon star wars edgy outcast Xenoblade 2, Bayonetta 2, Devil May Cry 3, Zelda, Octopath, and Towers of Vesperia. So, and there's so many other games I want to get, but I need to get a 256 gig or a 500 gig card. because And they are fucking expensive! So yeah, that'd be my investment. 
and what else is there and yeah xenoblade chronicles we actually got to have a look at that so the xenoblade chronicles remastered um actually looked pretty good from what i saw nice yeah um i i've played a very little of xenoblade chronicles but that first opening scene got me fucking like oh i want to play this and then for some reason didn't play this because in the opening scene you see like two fucking like giants like a t- two titans literally just fighting each other and I'm like this is like a fucking protoss and a terran titan just fighting each other and i'm like i am all down for this and then and then i just stopped but yes fucking now I got a switch. I can dip my virgin toe into all this good stuff. Uh, what else are we looking at? Uh, yeah, Xena played. Do you know what I want there to be? Fucking cr- a decent Chrono Trigger port. Because the SNES version, it's all right. Uh, the PlayStation One version has a lot of loading problems where like loading into battles and shit like that just takes ages uh the only way i was around able to get around that is i had to use a fast loading mod on my ps vita to like basically boost the loading shit so it's all right but i wish it was still better uh the pc version is basically the uh mobile port and both a bit fucking chunky and uh not so good the only real definitive version of chrono trigger is on the 3ds or on the 2ds on on the ds it's on the ds but uh yeah need a a good ds emulator to run that stuff oh wow I just thought of something mm-hmm. stupid. But yeah. Um, yeah. And for a final topic of tonight. The final topic. Which I've, uh, GameStop has stopped because... <laughs> because of backlash because, from everywhere. Because of universal backlash to, of calling out the stupidity. And it's now, amazing how universal actually manages to be an understatement. It is. Hold up. So let's go. GameStop, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Because from what I heard, mm. uh, yeah, uh, happening from Pennsylvania. Uh, da, 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 da. A business except for because less than business. Da, da, da. I'm trying to figure to see it because. I think it's Pennsylvania that straight up went, hey, look, because... The one where they get their uh, business license revoked? So GameStop has gone, we are essential business because during quarantine, people need their games. It is essential that we supply people their games. So, uh... We're essential and we're staying open. We're staying open. And they they get their employees and go, hey, look, if the police try and shut the shop down and try to arrest you, here's a piece of paper that you need to read out to them. 
and hopefully uh, you don't get arrested and the shop stays open. <laughs> hopefully they don't tase you. Now, um, I want to try and find... Uh, uh, the Hard Times did a funny article about it. Uh, hard Times. Um, what was it? GameStop. Uh, because... Here we go. GameStop refuses to close doors unless local authorities sign up for a power-up rewards card. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so GameStop are basically said they're essential. And especially that there was a video that came out of a guy who managed to get in on a conference call between GameStop managers and the GameStop CEOs. And the video goes for about half hour or so and the video goes on about like GameStop managers are going hey look uh, you know what the fuck's going on like uh, you guys are saying that you know we're cleaning everything that you know we're always using hand sanitizers so when are we actually receiving these yeah <laughs> when we're actually receiving hand sanitizers when we're actually receiving cleaning products and then go yeah, it's kind of hard to come by, so hopefully by the end of next week. And they're like, what if someone gets sick? Like, right now, we are, like, a couple of our stores are literally the only stores in the Centro that are open. And the issue of being the only shop open is everyone congregates to us because we're the only thing to do we only thing for them to do like how do we deal this situation like what if one of our members gets sick and they came up with the most businessy scummiest fucking shit ever where it's like oh if they get sick uh then they are allowed to go home <laughs> and if they are sick uh then we can't pay them because they choose not to work. Okay. Like, legit. We can't pay them because they choose not to work. If they go home sick, they are choosing not to work and thus we won't pay them. And people what are like... What the fuck? Yes. And people... And they're like, you can't be serious, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, all right... Um, hey, you know, my team members are actually scared because this virus is no joke. Like, it is proven fatal. It's no joke. Like, how do we, you know, calm them? How do we calm this whole situation? Like, these people don't want to get sick. They don't want to risk their lives coming for this job. How do we calm that? How can you guys help us calm them? And they're like... Well, we can't really do anything about that. That's kind of your job. <laughs> okay. Like, in in Whoa. that sort of condescending tone as well, it's like, yeah, there's nothing we can say. That's your job to do because, you know, they don't know us. They don't know who we are. They know you. And they'll listen to you. You're a friend. You're their friend, right? All that sort of shit. So you said it was the CEO of GameStop. CEOs of GameStop. CEOs of GameStop. Oh, well, the only one I can find the name of at the moment is um, 
Yeah, but that doesn't help because we don't know if Sherman. they were involved specifically. He is the CEO of GameStop. Yeah, but, George the, but there's obviously people... Like, he's not the one directly dealing with these managers. He's, well, he's not the one they, directly they, dealing they with managers. They have lower ones, yeah. But we can go ahead and we can add a face to a name. Just like we can blame Bobby Kotick for Activision's fuck-ups, we're going to blame George Sherman for um, for GameStop's oh, fuck-ups. Trust me, trust me. Everyone knows GameStop higher-ups are a piece of shit. Yeah, And this absolutely. is where we get into the juicy part. This is where we get into the juicy part. Why are they stocked up part, 11%? There was a... A call, or not in the call, but in the call, they were like, hey, look, I've been trying to call your head office for days now. Been calling every day. It's only, it's ringing out and going to answering machines. Uh, is anyone actually there? And they, and they just dance around it going, you know, uh, we're not, we're not, taking calls right now where we're only dealing with emails and uh due to the nature of this situation like yeah we're, we're all still working we're all still working but uh due to the nature of the situation we're only using emails now and uh it might take some time getting back to you from emails because of the whole situation shit like that and you can just like after the whole call the guys is like so what the GameStop managers have realized is the CEOs are working from home none of the CEOs are in the office working they all know how dangerous this situation is they just so they're working from home they're going yeah it's like yeah but you know they're earning me money they're not my problem yeah just straight up them goes like they've they've come to the realization like the ceos are all working from home because the ceos know how dangerous the the covid19 virus is yet they don't give a fuck about you so you still have to work in shop Mm -hmm. and like it's one of the most infuriating like half hour calls i've heard almost ever like I honestly can't think of like a business talking to its employees going like yeah you know you guys just have to go above your law and say we're central businesses yada 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 you guys literally like have to risk your life making us money and even throughout all the negative, like most of the negativity, they were still trying to push for this until, until Pennsylvania stepped in. Uh, I want to say it's Pennsylvania because I still can't it, it find. Is, it is. So Pennsylvania is just like, hey, look, what are you doing? And it's like, no, we're an essential business. Um, we're not yeah, closing. We're staying open. We're essential. We're staying we're essential so pennsylvania is like you know what you're not going to conduct business in pennsylvania we're revoking your business license so even if you think you are essential you can no longer work in pennsylvania until further notice so that's that's how they had to do it they revoked GameStop's business license in Pennsylvania to close them the fuck down. 
Yeah, well, the higher ups fucking deserved it. The only bad thing is the um. Well, like the managers and shit that are kind of eating the brunt of this. You know the people. So? Well, the people in these in those stores. Hmm. The CEOs aren't going to be happy, but they're going to have to do anything. But it's the managers and shit in those stores that really were just doing what the CEO was telling them they had to. Yeah, well, what they yeah because like they don't want to get fired. They want they like obviously they want a job, but they don't or they don't want to risk their life either. So like this has become like a sort of a blessing, but also a bit of a curse for them because one, they're out of a job, but they're not risking their lives. But it's not it's not so much fight they're fired, it's redundancy. It's like, hey look, my business went under, so that doesn't look bad on them per se, because it's not their fault of a termination of employment. So if obviously if they got fired from GameStop, that's a completely different scenario. If GameStop said no, you're fired, you're gonna have a lot of trouble trying to find a new job because that's going to be on your resume that's going to be in your references and shit like that so yeah um but yeah the governor tom wolf just straight up revoked gamestop's business license just to close them down and in turn of that uh gamestop had decided fuck we have to close our shops now like there's just no way around it the, like they're just going to keep revoking our business license and then we can't reopen our shops on our own sort of terms when we're allowed to it's like hey look we have to apply for a new business license we have to pay for all the fees etc etc like we would rather just shut the shops and try to get back on our knees when this all blows over but it also puts into perspective like how much GameStop, EB Games and all that shit are on the last legs if they were trying to forcibly push their way through this and keep open during a pandemic. Like, I have the feeling they are not coming back from this. Yeah. This is the end of an era. Well, that's the thing, like, Obviously, like, physical game sales will not go away. That's that's just not going away. However, uh, GameStop have been running a unsustainable uh, business practice for a while now, and there's only so much they can do in order to, you know, sort of delay the inevitable, and it's just catching up with it. It's just this uh, pandemic has pushed the timeline a lot closer than they anticipated. Especially like Reggie, Reggie from Nintendo is now a GameStop uh, fucking CEO, I believe. Reggie? Sure that... Reggie, yeah. Reggie I doubt GameStop. That. No, he is. He's 100%. Yeah, GameStop appoints Reggie Phil's aim to the board of directors of GameStop. So yeah, Reggie is, like, officially working for GameStop. Why? I don't fucking know. He came out of retirement to do this. So it's either... Reggie, no. It's No, it's either... Like, Reggie's not a dumb guy. He, he wouldn't be where he is if he didn't have fucking brains on him. 
So it's either one or two things. One, Reggie knows that GameStop's going down. So he wants to get in there, get some of that sweet pie, that sweet fucking board of directors money, and then just fucking leave. Or Reggie honestly thinks he can fix GameStop's problems. Yeah. Like, I hardly doubt Reggie goes into this goes into fucking uh gamestop and it's like oh no gamestop's dying i didn't i never expected this wait what reggie used to work for pizza hut there you go kitty he used to work for pizza oh fucking okay even the greats Uh, had humble beginnings oh yeah but yeah reggie works for gamestop but yeah like holy shit GameStop uh, either super desperate or just straight up well they already don't care about the uh, employees like, like straight up like abundant and like you can see like I'm trying to f- oh if I find it uh, but like they straight up like in this conference call which obviously they didn't want anyone to hear because apparently anyone with that video has been getting falsely fagged by falsely whoop 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 Sniff, whoop. Yeah, uh, it's falsely flagged. Yeah. Uh, if I go GameStop conference managers conference call. Let's have a look at this. Yeah, it's still up here. So yeah, there's a conference call. So a YouTuber by the name of Camelot331, no space, uh, has a video called I sneaked onto a GameStop regional conference call. This was the result. It goes for 40 minutes and 42 seconds. And if you want your blood to boil about corporate greed and how little, like the little disregard GameStop has for its employees' well-being and health, that is the video for you. I'm going to watch it later. It sent me into a fucking frenzy when I'm hearing this shit going like, are you fucking kidding? Like, I was God on a surprise. No one in that call just went, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I was surprised none of them just went, are you being serious right now? Like, we need hand sanitizer shit and like, like, disinfectant yesterday and we're not getting it for a week and a bit if at all go fuck yourself yeah but yeah so GameStop is an absolute bundle of dicks and asses and cunts yep GameStop I mean, upper like, management not the not the little the fucking the poor people down the bottom well, that's the worst part. We got, we got, because... to, we got to make that distinction because, like, you, you're painting with broad strokes here, so we don't want to, we don't want to be seen like we're throwing the so, little oh, guys yeah. down. So, like, obviously, like GameStop closing their shit, it sucks for the employees. Like, mm-hmm. they are now out of a job, and no one wants to be out of a job. Like in Australia, we just had hundreds of thousands of people lost their job in a fucking snap. Like, job, your job doesn't exist tomorrow. And it's not, it's not anything to do with the work. It's do with the government's decision of like, hey, here's here's the pandemic. We need to close X, Y, and Z. 
and now you guys don't have jobs and that's going to put like a lot of businesses under even like what like well-deserving businesses that deserve you know to stay afloat and shit like that uh, now this, they this are going to have a struggle very bad. but this situation is something we've never dealt with mm-hmm. nor have we dealt with on a scale such as this the last fucking pandemic was like hundreds a hundred plus years ago and that was back in like where we didn't have like retailers out the front of every fucking door where you know we didn't have uh socializing as we do today back in like the 1800s like and we didn't have people that were so completely fucking dumb to go you know what they've called for a fucking you know social distancing let's just pack bondi beach And like, oh man, I don't want to get started on, <laughs> on the argument. I have my brother, but fuck, man, that was stupid. It's not, they're not exactly the uh, the most intelligent of uh, people well, that we have living like, here. I was having lunch with my niece and it's just like, you have six people at this lunch, not five. You're putting people at risk. You're putting everyone. You're putting people. Everyone is in You're putting everyone at risk. You. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And no shit. Ava was asleep for half that, so it was just five people. So, like, apparently five is the magic number. Can't have anything more than five anywhere, yada, yada, yada. And this was, this, this, this lunch happened before anything went into effect. So he was arguing a point which didn't even matter. But no, fucking. I don't know, rehydration and cabin fever. Yep. But, like, the worst one is Bondi Beach. Holy shit. It's like, man, uh, coronavirus is, is fucking pretty bad in Australia. I think we all just need to take a load off and everyone head to Bondi Beach. Like, everyone. It's just like, oh, shit. Let's have a look at the cases in Australia because that, that shit. Our last time I checked, it was like 2,700 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, coronavirus Australian cases. We have. <laughs> How much cases do we have yesterday? I you said no 2,700. We had. 2,676 yesterday. Mm. We now have 3,180. Yeah. So, it's going up. So, was it? Uh, March 21st, we had 144 new cases. 22nd, 537 new cases. 23rd, 278 cases. 24th, 430 cases. And then... 439 and four. So yeah, we're getting about like three to five hundred new cases a day. So yeah. And then like we don't know how long this thing's gonna be in effect for, so I don't know, I'm happy you got a switch. <laughs> <laughs> Look on the bright side. Got a switch. Resident Evil 3 is coming out. Yeah. And uh Doom has a hundred percent I need to complete. 
But for that, that is all for the news. And that will be all for us tonight as well. It will. On this humble abode. So, yes. Uh, same shit going up on the channel. Uh, we have recorded uh, Resident Evil 3. Just waiting for an artist to come back with some fancy new doodads so we can make some uh, title cards and stuff and put it online. Hopefully get at least a good chunk of the episodes out before Resident Evil 3 Remake comes in because I feel like I want to do that the channel but I'll have to discuss that with you guys. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's about it. So just come check us out on OzPlays. That's A-U-S uh, space P-L-A-Y-S exclamation point and you will find a monochrome thumbnail of Australia as a joystick good black and white co-controller and uh yeah I guess we'll catch you guys later we will We're see you there catch you, you know, guys catch you bye